Good morning. Good morning. This is a surprise, isn't it? Surprise to me too. My name is Annette, for those of you that don't know, and I'm married to Simon. And somehow he's managed to talk me into being up here. I've said no often, but this time here I am. Uh, <laughs> let's hope so. Um, he's carrying out his chairperson of pesky duties at a service at Menai Illawong this morning. Um, there's a, a closure of service there for a minister who um, I guess has been um, ministering for a long time. So we give thanks for that. I'm usually sitting over there. Caitlin's filling in. Thank you, Caitlin. And I chat to the people online, which is a pleasure every morning. Um, and it's exciting to be um, in front of the camera this morning. But hello to those people online. Um, so up here I get to talk to all of you and I trust that God will bless my words and thoughts today. So on that note, let's pray. <laughs> Gracious Father, may you calm my mind and bless my words. Help me to speak your love and truth. May hearts be opened to receive this message this morning and minds be free of distractions. In your name we pray. Amen. So in the past weeks, we've been exploring how we live as people after the resurrection. That is after Easter, after Jesus has risen. And Simon spoke about living with confidence and living in forgiveness. And last week, Kerry helped us think about living with purpose as a living sacrifice. This morning, I'm sharing with you some thoughts about living in expectation. Now, expectations are a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. There are a number of life events that bring with it great expectations. Often these have periods of waiting and preparation. This waiting builds our expectation. Having a baby is a time of great expectation and we often refer to the pregnant mother as the expectant mother. In fact, one of the young therapists I work with was expecting her baby today and I've been looking forward to getting a message about this all week and in fact she had a baby on Wednesday and it's a beautiful little boy who I met on Friday. Our family is also in the midst of great expectation right now with the coming wedding of Joshua and Alyssa and then later Caitlin and Lockie. Expectations riding real high in our house. There is also another expectation we have in life, and this one's not so enjoyable, the expectation of our death. But let me tell you, it does not have to be the end. In fact, it's a new beginning of life everlasting with our God, of being in heaven. When you choose Jesus, you become a citizen of heaven. Jesus tells us that he prepared a place for us there. We read that in our Bible reading, and I'll just look at John chapter 14, verses 1 to 4. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have 
told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am and you know the way to where I am going. I think this is so exciting. It gives us such great hope. Although we currently reside here on earth, it is not our final destination. For a follower of Jesus, the amount of time we'll spend here on earth is just a blip. It holds no comparison to the eternity that we'll spend in heaven. So living as people of a resurrection means that we live with perhaps different expectations, a different outlook to the rest of the world and what the world is striving for. As people of faith, we are living with the confident expectation of being in heaven and being present with our God for all eternity. This gives us a different perspective on life. The Bible also says that now here on earth, we see spiritual things with only partial understanding. But in heaven, we shall see all things clearly and know God directly, just as he knows us. And this, he tells us this in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely. So I think that's very reassuring. So what does this expectant living look like? It's not conforming to the patterns of the world and then making a decision on our deathbeds because we just don't know when Jesus is returning. He tells us this in Matthew 24, 36. However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. We need to make a decision now to live in expectation, to live as fully devoted disciples of Jesus Christ. It is hard for us to see beyond the physical here and now, The world promotes that the here and now is the most important. The disciples had difficulty understanding this. Their expectations of Jesus were different to what Jesus was telling them. For me, living in expectation means that I do not have to live according to what the world expects. Worldly expectations include striving for success, having possessions, having influence and power, conforming to what the world wants and thinks I should be. For me, living in God's expectation is freeing and life-giving. It allows me to see that there's far more than these worldly expectations. Nor does living with expectation mean we just coast along and not be part of this world either. So how do we live as people of the resurrection in this world? What are the practical ways we live in expectation? Let me share with you a few aspects of how we live our life with expectation. Firstly, we pray with expectation that we will hear from God and that God hears our prayers and will answer them. 
This is an attitudinal shift in our prayers. It's not about using the right words, but rather expressing our hearts to God. Expectant prayer has time where we wait on God to speak to us. This may be through a word that comes into our mind or an image that is shown to us or a passage from the Bible that speaks into our lives just at this moment. We worship with expectation that God will be in our midst. We don't just come to worship for what we can receive, but also for what we can give, being open to hear but also open to serve so that a community may be built right here in this place that allows others to easily enter into it and encounter God too. We expect our lives to be transformed, to be used by God no matter what age we are or stage in our life. Faith is never stagnant. Faith in God doesn't ask you to be the same. Faith in God is transforming. We become more like Jesus. This is the transformation that I expect in my life, that God will transform me to be more like Jesus each and every day. We expect to be never alone. God is always with us. And the Bible tells us that in Isaiah 41 verse 10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. We should also expect trouble, trials and hard times. And it's easy to forget this one. It is often thought that being a Christian makes life smooth and easy. But most of us know and have experienced that this is not the case. Being a Christian means the evil one wants to challenge our faith in God. So he looks for ways to do this. It means we need to be prepared for attacks, to be aware of our vulnerabilities and weaknesses and continually take them to God in prayer. The other side of this is that we can expect a deep peace, a deep knowing that God has overcome this world. And we hear that in John 16, 33. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me here on earth. You will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. We can also expect that God has a plan and we play a part in this plan. And this is one of my favourite verses, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. But we have to be open to participate in that plan and choose ways that bring us close to him or provide opportunity to hear from him, such as reading the Bible with others and alone, attending church regularly and spending time in prayer. In our busy lives, we need to prioritise our time and these things should take priority. And that may mean sacrificing other activities. Kerry talked about sacrifice last week 
And sacrifice does not have to be about fasting or money, but maybe it's your time and activities to allow time to be spent growing your faith. My prayer for you today is that if you have not put your faith in Jesus, that you will trust God that there is more to life than the here and now and that you will ask God into your life as Lord and Saviour. And if you have put your trust in Jesus, that you will live with a deeper expectation of God's love being made real in your life. So let's end in prayer. Lord, I thank you that you give us such a full life if we trust you and glorify you here. Help us to trust you and see that there is even more waiting for us. We long for the day when we no longer sin or have separation from you at all. Help us to live with that day in view. Amen.